They, they tell you, don't make any important decisions in life. <laughs> What's the acronym if you're hungry, hungry angry, tired, or mad? Or mad. Right? That's not an acronym for something. I don't know. Well, that's the same as angry. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry, tired, hungry, angry, tired, sad, sad. Oh, lonely, lonely, lonely. Oh, lonely. There halt. There oh, you go. <laughs> see, see, we're all we're all still struggling to just like remember things <laughs> from last year. That could be a good thing if you're already forgetting last year because there's probably some things from last year we should forget. Um, that's the the good thing about New Year's and starting a fresh a fresh, brand new, crisp, clean slate. We just, we get to forget some of the garbage and we get to remember all the good stuff. Yep. A lot of good things last year. We did. I'm grateful for a lot of stuff yeah. that happened last year. I'm looking at some of those things right now. Some of those, well, <laughs> you were before last year, but, you know. but still, but you're still here. You're still here. We so didn't scare you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so speaking of halt, you know, sometimes we're hungry, sometimes we're tired, we're angry, we're lonely, whatever. We just sometimes just need to get good sleep and stop watching Netflix and stuff and, and, know, right? and eating snacks up until two, three o'clock in the morning. Hey, I feel it. That's that's my confession. <clears throat> but hey, we only have tonight and tomorrow night, and then things change. Actually, tomorrow night I get up and work Tuesday morning, so tonight's the last night to stay up late. <laughs> Probably not. So anyway, so we got a couple. Of, let's let's move forward. I got a couple announcements tonight. I just want to remind everybody that we are going to be jumping back, and we only did one session of the Foundations of Honor, so we will do a, a quick recap of the. I forget even what those things are called. They're like these something stones. They're <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Foundation stones. I think there's, these, there's like three foundation stones and three things for each one of the sessions to take home. So we'll recap that and we'll dive into session two of Foundations of Honor. I'm looking forward to it. It's good stuff. Then, if that wasn't enough, at the end of the month, January 20, we won't go, we as in our church, we won't go until the 29th because that's including Sunday. But New Horizons Church in Fife hosts this event every year. So we've just encouraged everyone here in our church, if you can get to it, if you can go to this conference, it's worth it. Yeah, it's we've got Dwayne Wolf, he's the pastor of New Horizons. We've got Ben Armstrong who oversees a lot of the prophetic stuff at Bethel. Then we got that wild man there. Help me with his name. Richard Gordon, who is one of the Bethel revival pastors. <clears throat> yes, he sat on my lap last year. It was pretty weird. He did it in front of everybody, and then he told them all, don't worry, he's, he's fine, he's a pasta. And then that guy, I don't know who he is, Samuel Robinson. So we've got one special new person. He's friends with Jeremy Nelson. Oh, he's friends with Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be a really awesome event. So I don't know who, who's going to be able to go. Um, but there's the website there, Judah Arise. Yeah, get all your information. It's always Thursday night, and then I'll leave Friday, I'll leave Saturday. So, so the first it's night really is just the evening session, and then there's multiple sessions. Oh. You're good. Yeah, your voice works. There, there you go. now it's on. 
there. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> yeah, the first night's worship, and then all day Friday, all day Saturday. Yep, and if you go, they'll have a sign-up for um, prophetic. We're doing a prophetic uh, session. Appointment. Yeah, so that'll be really good. Or yeah, prophetic good. appointment or deliverance. It's yeah. one or the other you can sign up for. So that's good. We went to this conference two years ago, and it was right before we got this space. Tammy and I, were we were doing the church living room church, kind of just hanging on to the remnants of Legacy City Church. Had a full, probably nine months of just being shut down, not having a space. And we knew that once we were into the new year of 2021, right, 21? Yeah. Yes, 2021, I lose track of time. We knew that once January was over with and we knew whether or not you know, the military was gonna come in and make Trump our president or, <laughs> or not, or not, I can say it in this room, I'm safe. I'm with, I'm with, good, I'm with MAGA people tonight. <laughs> this is a MAGA church. Not a mega church, but a MAGA church. Anyway, um, I may or may not edit this out of the audio file. I don't know. I mean, we want some new people to come, but maybe that'll help them decide. Anyway. Enough joking. We, we, I, I felt in my spirit, we both kind of felt like the season was coming to where we needed to decide what God wanted us to do, whether we should press forward with looking for a new space or stay as a house meeting or fold it up and join another church, fold into another church. You know, we, we didn't know for sure, but we, we weren't sensing God was telling us to fold it. You got to know when to hold them and when know when to fold them. So he was telling us to hold them, get to this conference, hear prophetically from people that don't know you, and that's exactly what happened. We got some fresh words, fresh encouragement, lots of just fire and prayer, <clears throat> and it was like a couple weeks later, I was having a conversation outside on the walkway there with Dr. Kessler, yes, Dr. Kessler, and then it was shortly after that we had keys. And here we are. It's our space. This is our house. This is your house. So make yourself at home. Get ready for some worship. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Well, we should make a declaration to start this evening out with. Let's read this scripture together. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope, Romans 15, 13. You know, a couple weeks ago when we went through one of our revival cultures, church kingdom cultures of joy and hope, we, we started out with this scripture. And uh, I just felt like this would be a good launching point tonight. You know, this verse says so much. You know, our God, the God that we are about to worship, the creator of the universe, he is the God of hope. So if there's hopelessness anywhere in our lives, it's not from him and it's not something that he wants us to carry and hang on to. In fact, it has been said by some people that hopelessness about a situation is actually a bigger problem than the problem itself. Like ho having hopelessness about circumstances, that's actually a, a, a bigger problem than the circumstance. Because if you can trade out that hopelessness and get hope, things have to change. Hopeful people are, are, are powerful people. They are empowered with the kingdom. They are empowered with the, the nature and the, 
the hope of God. I mean, that's what the scripture is saying. The God of hope. May he fill you with all joy and peace. And I would say hope as well because it ends with that. May he fill, he wants to fill us with all joy and all peace and all hope in our beliefs. In believing. You know, we all know that scripture. I know this has turned into a preach. This is probably going to be the preach tonight. That scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2, if you don't know it, it, it talks about how we are to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, verse 1, okay? That's worship. Give yourself to God. Yield yourself over. Just say, God, I'm messing this up. I'm going to put myself in your hands. Here you go. I'm going to lay on your altar. Would you just take me as a living sacrifice? That's verse 1. Verse 2 is don't conform to the stuff that's going on in the world around us anymore. Like, stop going the way of the world. Stop allowing the news, the whatever's going on to, to give you a picture of what is actually happening with life on this earth. So don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed, be changed, be metamorphosed by the renewing or through the renewing of your mind. So in a sense, we want God to brainwash us. I know brainwashing sounds so negative because, you know, when someone's brainwashed, that means someone's taken control over their thinking and put thoughts that weren't really theirs originally. Well, in a, in a way, God wants to put his thoughts in us. He wants to transform us. He wants to wash us with his truth. He wants to change the way we think so that we think like heaven and not like hell. I think that's a good deal, right? You want to think like hell? No? Okay. Neither do I. So we want to change our thinking. So... The God of hope wants to fill us with his hope, with himself, and with all joy and peace in our beliefs, which means we get to make exchanges. We get to take lies that we're believing and swap it out as God puts his holy flashlight through the word of God. He shines his word down on our thinking. And he says, right there, there's a lie you're believing. You've you're got some stinking thinking right there. I see a little pile of something right there. Something smells bad. And he shines the light of his word, the light of his face, on those wrong thinking patterns, those, those lies that sometimes can take deep root in the way we think and do life. And he wants to highlight that, and he wants to show you what the truth is. But it's still going to be up to you. He's not going to just come in and rip out the lie and plug truth in. It all requires us to lay ourselves on the altar and say, have your way. We, we need to give the doctor permission. We need to say, great physician, here you go. Take that scalpel of your word and go ahead and cut in. I trust you because he's good. So may he fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's what he wants to release inside of you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may abound in hope. So with that, why don't we, uh, well, we'll stand up one more thing here. If you don't know what hope is, this is a good definition. We talked about this a few weeks ago, too. Hope is, why don't we say this together? You guys got some vocal cords that need some warming up, I think, before you sing to Jesus. Hope is the confident, joyful expectation that good is coming. It's an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. That's a good definition of what hope is. Confident, joyful expectation that good is coming. And it's always based on the goodness of God. We're not, we're not 
thinking pipe dreams. We're not trying to have happy thoughts, happy thoughts when we're facing death or something. You know, we're not just trying to think our way through something that's very real in front of us. What we're doing is we're basing our reality, our circumstances on God's goodness. And it, it takes practice. It takes time for our emotions and our, our attitudes to be renewed and to change according to what's true. Sometimes you're stuck in a lie, and you know it's a lie. God's showed it to you, but you're like, I just, I don't feel it. I, I f still feel bitter, or I still feel sad, or whatever the, the emotion is. It takes time. And there's power in our declarations. There's power that is released as the truth comes in through our ears, through the wiring of this little mega computer right here. Well, maybe, maybe yours isn't a mega computer. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta insert jokes here and there. So, in, into the wiring of your thinking, and then God wants to like release that truth in its fullness as it comes out of your mouth. Because when you begin to agree, verbalizing agreement with the truth of heaven, it breaks things. Lies get broken. So, with that, let's stand up. Let's make a declaration. I spent a little time today behind that computer making a declaration. I felt like I felt like as we go into 2023, we're in it now, but we're just barely into it. We're still finishing day 1. God wants to set us on a what's the word? Con I was going to say conjection. Trajectory. Thank you. There's smart people in this room. People that probably graduated. So he wants to put us on a trajectory. He wants to propel us with a good start, with a great start. And yeah, there's, we're going to hit some hurdles and bumps along the road. That's just bound to happen. But God is good. And we're going to have hopeful hearts that are based and rooted in his goodness. So let's make some declarations if you guys are ready. Vocal cords warmed up. You ready? Okay. As we come into your presence this evening, we declare that the joy of the Lord which includes hearty laughter, is the secret to my strength, health, and longevity. There is hope for every person, including me, and every situation. I am empowered to ignite hope in others and in myself. My walk with Jesus is increasing in joy and hope. I am replacing lies that lead to hopelessness with truth that creates hope and joy. Being joyful isn't my personality, but it is a godly mindset I am choosing to put on. I am establishing a stronghold of joy in my life to be victorious in trying times. I have abounding hope, which is propelling me into the promises God has for me. I am going to a higher level in my beliefs, which is called repentance. I am choosing a lifestyle of changing the way I think about things. Last one. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head that God doesn't have in His. I choose to feed myself on life and joy and what God is doing here on earth. 
I will walk in hope with joyful expectation that good is coming. I am feasting on the goodness and promises of God. I invite Holy Spirit to come now and fill my mind with truth in my beliefs about God, myself, my circumstances, and people around me. Amen. That is powerful. All right, Jesus, we love you. And here we come. Here we come, Lord. We are coming right now from planet Earth straight up into the throne room of heaven. We are coming into your presence now with thanksgiving and praise. God, we want to worship you, and we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and sweep us up tonight and have your way. Bring that divine scalpel. Bring your word. Bring the truth. Let it come and filter through us tonight and transform us as we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone in the church said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. You deserve the glory. God, you deserve it all. Oh, God. God, we just thank you for this time where we can come and give you all the glory. God, we just look to give you all the glory in our lives every day, God, and right now, especially as we come together, join together to give you all the glory. Mm, God, we just bless your name, bless your name. all night long. It's so sweet and so good. Mm, God, we thank you for it. Mm. Yes. Is anybody on the ministry team feel like God's put anything on your heart to share? things, Lord. Jesus, there is no darkness. There are no valleys within Jesus. Just your name alone. Darkness must flee. Fear must flee. Troubles are lightened. The yoke is lighter just with your name alone. But we have your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for all things, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Not only demons must flee, just by your name, but Lord, the joy that you give us, the joy that you give us all the time, Lord God, even in dark times, there is light and there is joy to be found there. There are bits of gold nuggets all along the path that you leave for us, Lord, that you show us the way, Lord. And we just thank you for all things, Lord. Oh, I rejoice in your holy name, Lord God. 
I rejoice from this day forward, Lord God, that you are coming and you are about us, you are around us, your Holy Spirit is always present. May we never drift away, Lord God. Just, just call us back, Lord God. When we get weak, strengthen us, Holy Spirit. Send your angels to strengthen us. Give us strength, Lord God. You have given us all the tools, Lord God. And just show us how to use them, Lord God. We just praise your holy name. I'm looking forward to every day with you, Lord. Every day, every walk, everywhere I go. It's with you, Lord. Ah, oh, Lord, just I just thank you for the past. I thank you for bringing me here. I thank you for letting be, letting us up all be here right now. And we stand in your glory, Lord God. We stand in your faith, Lord God. And I just thank you for that faith, Lord God, that you have given us. You are food for me, Lord God. You are food and nourishment to my body, my soul, my spirit. Oh, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. I can't thank you enough, Lord God. Just keep on thanking you. We give you glory, Lord. Glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you Jesus. just been getting such a strong strong sense that this and I've been hearing from so many prophets the same thing this is the year of receiving this is the year that we can have anything we ask for through our faithfulness God is just giving us anything we want I can testify that's already happened to me something I've been, been carrying around most of my life this guilt and shame was just lifted off me yesterday just because I asked. Because I asked. And it was just gone. Long before I could even get it out, it was gone. I'm not responsible for everybody else's pain. I can't make everybody else better. Only God can do that. For those who won't come to him, I can't change that. I can just pray for them, but I don't have to take their burdens on myself. I thank you, Lord, for enlightening me there. I know that you've, you have taken all our burdens through your suffering, Jesus, through your, your suffering and your death, rising and your ascension. You took us all on. You took away all our sins. We don't have to carry those anymore. We yield to you, Jesus. We yield everything to you. We surrender all that we are, all that we have. We love you so much, Jesus. We are so grateful for what you have done for us. You are always there. You are our faithful Lord. You are King of kings. We worship you, Jesus. We love you. 
We ask for more and more and more and a deeper presence within us and around us that we carry always. Jesus, we look to you for everything. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, our Messiah. Father, God, you are so good to us. You gave us your only son. Who amongst us could do that? Your love is so great. It abounds so deeply. Let us receive that, Lord. Let us receive more and more. and Let us have a greater revelation of who you are. Show us who you are, Jesus. Show us who you are, Father God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for always being there on us, with us, through us. We ask for your revelation. We ask for wisdom. We ask for discernment. This is the time to receive that. This is the year of abundance. This is the year of receiving through the trials and through the sacrifices that we have made has only brought us closer to you, Lord. We look only to you. We always keep our eyes on you. You are the focus of our lives. You are our purpose for being here. Oh, we thank you, Lord, to say your name, Jesus, Jesus, such a blessing. Open our hearts. You dwell within us. You flow through us. Let our love for others be the same as your love for us. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you. We receive that. If you receive that word, that's a good word. Yeah, just say, I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Give you thanks, Lord. Yeah, you can clap if you want. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll clap if I'm the only one in this room. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Lord, you're so good. Mm. So good. Part two. Um, for those of you looking up on the screens, this is very, very close to what I'm shown that is showered upon us every day, but particularly when we are here, gathered here to glorify him and to worship him. It is just raining gold. It is raining gold on this church, on its body, on us as individuals. It is the gold that we are showered with, that we're taking everywhere. We're taking everywhere. People sense that on us. They want it. They don't know maybe what it is, but they want it. There is a hunger out there that we are taking on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah, that's so good. Worship is our weapon, you guys. Yeah. Worship, we, we establish, my, my mouth, we've declared this, my mouth will establish praise to silence the enemy. Yeah, that's, it's, that we've sung those songs. This is how I fight my battles. You know, it's, there's something happens when we worship. Don't, if I, anything gets communicated here tonight that you take is 
Learn how to worship. Practice by yourself. Get in a space. Put some music on. Worship Jesus. I received the baptism of the Spirit when I was in my living room, living by myself, worshiping Jesus. I just stepped into a song and I began to sing and I felt the presence come upon me like I had never felt before. I felt wind blowing down over my head and I just broke in the presence of the Lord. So worship is, is, the, is the access. The scripture says we come into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. He is enthroned on the praises of his people. So praise, worship is so powerful. It's so good. Hey, the scripture says when you come together, one has a hymn, a psalm, a spiritual song, a prophecy, a word of encouragement. You know, we're open. I don't have a, I've got a couple words that I felt like God gave me um, for us but it's not going to take a long time. So if you feel like God has given you, like Barbara, a word for this year, a word of receiving, of abundance, that's good. I'll take it. I'll take it. So if you got a, if you got a word for this year or, or just something God is really pressing on your heart, a scripture, maybe there's a verse that's just been, just, you've been meditating on a truth Maybe it's something from his nature, one of his, the facets of his, his character that you've been meditating on that you could share with us and feel free. don't want to add to it a lot, but I was just reading the other day, I was kind of going through some of the old prophets, or the small prophets, sorry, not the old prophets, the smaller prophets, anyway, um, in Zechariah, and anyway, it just was where the Lord in chapter 8 is prophesying the flood of Jerusalem after he's waylaying everybody for their rebellion and their hearts turning against him, but I know I've heard this verse before, but it, it rang again. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 men from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew or one Christian by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. And that was, I just felt like that was a really powerful verse as we've chatted just God's in the, God's not just in the big things, he's in all the small things. And I feel like as we go about our daily lives, whether it's just at home with our spouses or our kids or our friends or in Fred Meyer, whatever it is, um, that as we love people and I feel like they see the, the love of Jesus in our eyes and in our countenances and the way that we respond to them and love them and address them and accept them, that they will want to grab a hold of us, grab a hold of us either physically or spiritually, just I can, I see that God is with you. I need to go with you. I want to follow, follow your example. I would lead me, take me to your leader type of thing. So I just thought that 10 men from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew. So that means our power is infinitesimal. Like, you know, 
to the 10th power or whatever. Like, that's a lot. Each one of us starting at 10. That's a lot. Take hold of him by him of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. That is the cry of my heart that people would know that God is with me. Jesus is in me, that I have the Holy Spirit, that they feel his love, that they feel drawn to him not because of who I am, but because of who he is in me. That's good. Really good. You know, it, it reminded me of something somebody said. Like, the gospel is basically a beggar who found bread telling other beggars where to find the bread. That's kind of weak, actually. I like that better. <clears throat> Even better than that, um, the scripture prophesies basically that word not the numerical part of how many will come to the one but you are you are one you are one who carries the light you carry Jesus with you he sits enthroned on the heart the seat of your spirit your heart of hearts that's his place he's dwelling within you and you carry him wherever you go and in the scripture prophesies in Isaiah 60 or 61. I always get the two mixed up. Which one did Jesus prophesy? This is the day of the Lord's favor. Well, anyway, it's either 60 or 61. It says, and I just speak this over us right now. Why don't you just close your eyes? And you put your hands up however you want to receive it. I'll quote it to the best of my remembrance. But the scripture says in Isaiah 61, I believe, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Okay, so just picture that truth. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you or over you. You're like a candle in a dark place. You're like a lamp on a lampstand, a city set on a hill. And that scripture continues and it says, Behold, Darkness is over the people. Thick darkness is over the land. But the glory of the Lord has risen over you. And then it says further down in that passage, kings will be drawn. People will be drawn to the light, to the rising of that dawn, that rising of that light over you, that people will be drawn to it. So I just declare over everyone here, each one of us, as we carry the light, Jesus is the light of the world. And he said, because he's in you now, you are the light of the world. He's going to draw men to himself through you. Ten will come to one and they will say, show us the way of salvation. Tell us why you have so much joy in your life. Tell us why there's so much peace in the middle of the storms that you go through? Why do you always have such a hopeful outlook on the future? And they'll come to you. They'll want encouragement because they know they will find it in you. So I just declare that over everyone here, that you are an encourager, you are an ambassador, you are a light bearer, a carrier of the kingdom of heaven. You carry Jesus, who is the light of the world. And he has risen over you. He has, his glory 
the, the weight of his character and nature has risen over you. Like the glory cloud that followed Israel everywhere they went. A pillar of fire by night, a cloud of glory by day. That cloud of the Lord's glory is over you and me. So don't be surprised if they're looking at you kind of funny. You walk in the store and they look at you. Maybe it's because your mascara is weird. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you got a little something on your tooth. Maybe not. Maybe they're looking at you because they see the glory of Jesus on you. We got something to add to that. We have testimonies about that. <laughs> Going into the Costco or Fred Meyer, just praying in the spirit after worshiping in the car. I have to admit it doesn't happen every time. Sometimes I just want to get what I got to get out of the store and get in and out. But there's times where we're just kind of flowing with the peace of God into that place, into those places, and you're in a worshipful atmosphere or attitude, and you're, you're releasing an atmosphere, and people look at you. They'll, like, look at you kind of funny. They're like, I don't know. If it hasn't happened, it's going to. I'm just telling you now, it's going to happen more and more. Hope you guys didn't hear that. I have a lion roaring inside of me. He's in the cage there. Anybody else have a, a word before we... I have three words, three words that, I've, that I'm going to pop up on the slides just to encourage us, then we're going to take some communion together. It's, it's nice and peaceful tonight, guys, and we're, we're going to end with a lot of time ahead of us, so that's good. But we can take lots of time to pray for each other if anyone wants prayer tonight. So if all is good, I'll just go ahead and we'll keep the lights dim. This is cozy. It's cozy in here tonight. And I even left these words on the, the glory gold falling down just for Barbara. No, it was just for Barbara. <laughs> but she'll take it for herself. So in the car that we drive, in our Honda Accord, you know, there's all kinds of these stupid indicators and things that they pop up. <clears throat> when the weather changes, your tires are off, off balance, and it says you got a tire. It doesn't say you got a tire going flat, but it indicates that there's low air pressure in one of your tires. So then you go, you get it checked, and you find out, no, they're all the same. It's just the cold weather. And then you're like, how do you get rid of that message? It just stays there every time you turn the vehicle on, right in your face. Or a maintenance message that you need to, you know, take care of. So I finally figured it out because Tammy obviously isn't going to do it for me. I've asked her many times if she would just <laughs> Google it and make it go away. But she can't look at her phone too long when I'm driving because she wants to make sure I'm driving correctly. So <clears throat> men, in the, men in the room know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know why they call the backseat driver. It's your passenger next to you. Front seat driver, yeah. So to get to the point, I felt like it's funny that God brought that to my mind tonight. I first thing when I sat down, I was just like reset. I heard I heard reset. Reset. I feel like God wants a, a word for us that He wants to give you and me, a word of encouragement, a word of 
of um, permission, you have permission to reset tonight. If you haven't already, if you haven't reset your, what was that word earlier? Your trajectory? Tra trajectory. Thank God for you guys. You help me. The Lord helps me. Help me, Lord. But you guys help me too. Your trajectory. You know, he wants to just reset. He wants to recalibrate. He wants to realign. So I just, the word reset came to mind and it's like Philippians 3. Philippians 3 says, I admit, this is the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of Apostles. So just, you know, don't eliminate yourself from what God is doing and the permission God has given you to reset your focus. Because even Paul says here, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, right? Last year we're pursuing, pursuing different things, pursuing schooling, pursuing work, pursuing getting through the snow, pursuing God, pursuing more of Him. We're pursuing healing and breakthroughs for people, for ourselves, praying for our church. We're wanting, wanting to see breakthrough here, growth happen. Paul says, you know, I haven't acquired the absolute fullness of what I'm pursuing. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to, to look at last year and say, okay, we didn't get the fullness of what we're pursuing. So we turn the page, January 1st, it's a perfect opportunity. You can actually do this at any time of the year, but I'm just saying, you know, New Year's resolutions, everyone's doing it. It's a thing. Paul says, but I run with passion into his abundance. There's that word, Barbara, abundance. He wants to shower down his abundance on you. And Paul says, I run with passion into his abundance so that I might reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. You don't have to depend on your own strength, boys. You don't have to depend on your own strength to accomplish these things. And this isn't just spiritual stuff. This is all of life. Your career path, your second education, if you're going to go further into your education, your training for a job, whatever it is. Paul says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. Because we, he found the one, we have found the one who wants to give you the strength to reach the goal that he has chosen you to make. He, he's, he's called you into his purpose. He's chosen you and given you a destiny. And he wants you to get there more than you might even want to get there. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. And here's the key to the reset. No, not the World Economic Forum, great reset. We'll reject that reset, right? Klaus Schwab, they can all go wherever. <laughs> we want to reset according to God's, God's purpose, God's plans. So one thing he does, I have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past and I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal 
and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I don't know about you guys, I feel like I need a reset. I probably need one every week, but I want this year to start out just with a divine reset. You know, God takes your vows serious. That's why, that's why we make declarations here and we put in a focus, we highlight the importance of the power of your words. Because when you speak things, God often makes marks. He draws lines in the sand. When you say yes to an invitation from him and you step into it, he marks those things. Sometimes things get marked that we say that really we don't want marked. Like when we make a vow to go in a different direction that God is going. He'll let you have what you speak. Oftentimes, there's a lot of grace because not everything stupid I say happens, thank God. Just saying, I don't know about you guys, but there are things that we can say that will direct, that will take our trajectory and take it off kilter. But our yes to the Lord, our yes to his plans, his purposes, forgetting what's behind, all of the hurts, the wounds, the disappointments, things that came into our, our circumstances that might have brought hopelessness, a sense of hopelessness, whatever it is, we have an opportunity and an invitation from God to reset our course and say yes to him. We can actually break agreement with those things that cause disappointment. We can break agreement with the, with the power of those situations because they really don't have power over us. Things of the past don't have power over you and me unless we give it power. That's why it's important that we don't just keep rehashing the same things over and over. We don't keep talking about our bodies falling apart over and over. I mean, we might, but we, sh we really shouldn't because all we're doing is reinforcing something that's from a different kingdom. Because if it's not part of God's kingdom, then it's not something we want reinforced, right? You guys okay? You guys good? Okay. Any thoughts, questions? Got a microphone here that's portable. Okay, so that's what I heard, reset. And I'm not like thinking I came up with the three words for our church for this next year, but this is just what God gave me this morning. Next week it might be something else. But I'm, I want to take hold of these things. I, I feel like it's a good word. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a good invitation for us. Yeah. So the other word I got, and this was from prayer on Wednesday night, I believe, is this word of increase and acceleration. You guys are sleepy tonight. Why don't you just say it with me? Say increase. increase. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, see, you're coming alive. Look at that. His arms went up in the air. He's stretching. <laughs> He's coming alive in the increase of God's presence. How about that word? Acceleration. Acceleration. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I think we just need to get in front of a mirror and just talk to ourselves and say, look, dude or dudette, I am going to prophesy over you. This week is going to be a week of increase and acceleration into the things of God. Isaiah 9 this is kind of interesting, so they haven't released the Passion Translation of the book of Isaiah in the leather-bound version, but there is, he did complete the whole book of Isaiah, so 
Yeah, so if you Google it, you'll find it. So Isaiah 9 in the Passion Translation, and it didn't quite have the word I was looking for, because of the increase of his kingdom or of his government, there shall be no end. That's actually in here. So just go ahead and take a look at the Passion's version. A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders. He is the conquering king. I just want to encourage you guys. I know that was my own addition there. Jesus is our conquering king. We don't have to strive. We just have to move with him. Move forward in life with your conquering king. Follow the king wherever he leads you. If he's leading you out of one bad thing and into something good, follow him. Don't stay in the bad thing. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right, so the responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be the Wonderful One. I don't know if I like that as much as Wonderful Counselor, but it's, it's wonderful, right? He's the wonderful one. Jesus is our wonderful one. He's wonderful. He's full of wonder. He's good. He's the extraordinary strategist. Some of you might need to hear that tonight. You might think, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know how to figure out the future. He is your extraordinary strategist. He's the mighty God. Okay, so he didn't change that one. He probably figured out well, I shouldn't change all of them. No, I don't know how. Brian Simmons does his interpretations, translations, but he's the father of eternity or everlasting father. I like that. He's the father of eternity. Wow, that brings a whole new dimension for me because a father is one who brings life into the earth and he brought eternity into existence. He's the father of it. He's the prince of peace. Great and vast is his dominion. He doesn't just rule a little tiny bit of territory and the devil has the rest. Great and vast is his dominion. He will bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. If you don't have peace and you're not prospering, run unto the king. Run unto King Jesus because he is the source. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. He has marvelous passion for you. And not only is he passionately marvelous for you and marvelously passionate, <laughs> He's the commander of the angel armies. Only one-third of the angels got cast out of heaven. That means we have 66%. 66.6? I know we shouldn't use the 666. But it's, it's two-thirds of the angels are on our side. That means they are outnumbered. We've got all that we need to fight for us. And Jesus, our conquering king, who's passionate for us to, to finish the goal in life that he's prepared for us, to run through our giants, to make it to the end, to go from faith to faith to faith, to see victory come into your life and into your circumstances because he paid for it. He 
is the commander of those angels. So you have resources. You and I have resources on our side that we could not imagine unless God gave us an open vision to see what that actually looks like. But it's powerful. So you're not the minority. You're not the tail. You're the majority and you're the head because Jesus is your head and your life is hidden in Christ. You are tucked away, hidden in Jesus, seated with him in the heavenly realm. And of the increase or acceleration of his dominion, of the expansion of his domain, of his rule, of his kingdom, there'll be no end. It just keeps going. So I feel like that word, wherever you need to apply increase or acceleration, that's what God's kingdom wants to do inside of you and in your life, your ministry, your, your whatever your ministry is, whether that's a homeschool mom or a priest, a female priest, I hate to say priestess because it sounds weird, but a, a, a daughter of God priest who rules over that territory of that apartment complex that you have been established in and you have authority there. Whether that's your ministry or wherever your ministry is, he wants to have your back and see your ministry increase. It's the effectiveness, the kingdom coming. Just let your mind, let your imagination kind of run with that. What, what is upside down that needs to get flipped back over? What is broken that needs to be brought to, back to life or healed? What is sick that needs to be healed and made whole? Just go on and on. You've been placed wherever you're at to bring the kingdom because you're a kingdom dispenser, a kingdom carrier. You carry the king with you and you are a royal son or daughter and you get to dispense, you get to further his dominion in whatever your sphere looks like. Is that okay? So we got reset. You can, you can reset to this, it's okay. If you feel like you're way off from accelerating, way off from increase, you know, just reset. Just flip the switch. Okay, you guys are funny tonight. Maybe I'm funny, maybe not, I don't know. It is peaceful. And we're gonna, we're gonna go right back into just some, not necessarily worship, but it is worship. We're gonna take communion and just continue to love on Jesus. So here's the last part. Felt like the Holy Spirit just reminded me that we are a community of divine healing. This was, again, another thing that came up on Wednesday night when we were praying. A community of divine healing. So John 14, 12 through 14 says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me. Do you follow Jesus? Yes. I see heads nodding and I hear yeses. Okay, so this is you. He's talking about you in this. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For whatever, excuse me, I'm adding my own words again. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring him glory or bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name, and I will do it for you. 
When Jesus says he wants to answer your prayers, he wants to do the, the impossible through you, he wants to heal through you just the way he healed, he said, even greater things than these that I was doing, you shall do. He wants to bless us with the, the grace to release these things of the kingdom because it reveals the Father. Jesus said, I come to reveal the Father. If you see me, you've seen the Father. All of the miracles, when you, you lay your hands on somebody and healing comes into their body, life flows into them, that's the Father that's getting revealed. Jesus came to reveal the Father to you and, to you and me so that we would know who our Father God is, that God is our Creator. He is our, our Dad, capital D. Now, my dad is sitting in the room right here, but his dad and my dad ultimately is your dad too, and that's our Father God. And he wants to reveal his goodness and his kindness through us, through miracles and signs and wonders. So we've received a word in the past, this past year, and we're gonna just take a little listen to it, shall we? See, I like to ease the angel voices out, the angel music. So Randy Clark said, was quoted that healing is central to the gospel. I mean, what do, you, what do you read about when you read the New Testament? What did Jesus do? Everywhere he went, he was healing people. It was central to his ministry. It was central to the message that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's central to what Jesus came to do because he was revealing the heart of the Father to the sons and daughters on planet Earth that were broken. So it makes perfect sense then that we as Christians, all Christians, but we're grabbing a hold of this because we don't see this happening in every Christian house, every church. Not everyone's going after healing, but Jesus paid for it. It's part of our inheritance. So we want to see Jesus get the full reward of what he paid for on the cross, right? So when we get a prophetic word as a church, we want to take hold of it and run with it. So here is just a reminder of a word that we've all heard. It's actually two words from last year that we just want to continue to push it forward. The first word was when, when the Bethel students were here, and then the second word was when um, Jeff McCracken was here. So here we go. I feel like you guys are stepping into an anointing that's greater than John G. Lake. In Spokane. And Spokane was declared by U.S. statistics the healthiest city in the world. Because I think there were like 100,000 plus people that were healed. Enough to shock statisticians in Washington, D.C. And I feel God saying it's greater. Okay, I had a word for your guys' um, church. 
So as soon as I walked in the doors, the Lord says, what was a barren season is giving birth right now. An expansion is coming. Expansion is coming. And I felt like the Lord was reminding me. So I'm taking a team to Wales. So like Wales has been super on my heart recently. So um, the Welsh revival started with 13 people. That's not a lot of people. And I felt like the Lord was saying, you guys have a harp and bowl ministry here that um, is birthing a revival because you guys are revivalist. And so it's birthing something in this area that's about to expand. And it's not about um, works or anything like that. It's about the harp and the bowl, the, the worshiper and the warrior. And I heard the Lord say, I'm baptizing you with a new fire. Like, you guys had baptisms up that you're having soon. But if you really think about a baptism of fire in the same way as a baptism of water, you would be baptized in fire. That means you get purified. You get all the stuff burned away. It's an ugly process. Like, if you've ever seen somebody burnt, it's ugly. But the Lord says, I'm bringing a new fire. And I was in Mexico. So he brings the fuego! I feel like if you feel like there's something inside of you where you feel like you're the revivalist, I want you to stand right now. Because the Lord is releasing your capacity. He's breaking the borders. He's breaking the walls right now. And he says, Fuego! There's more. There's more. There's a capacity that's being released right now. So, Lord, I just declare right now on these revivalists that their capacity would be broken. Their capacity would be broken. I feel like the Lord is saying um, that you guys carry the mantle of John G. Lake in this place. The John G. Lake anointing right now. So, Lord, come in a new way. Mark their hands to heal. Mark these hands for love. Mark these hands for the gospel, Jesus. Release a new fire in this place. A new fire that would shift this nation, it would shift this city, it would shift Washington, it would shift families. I see the Lord literally marking, like, not like a blood, um, a bloodline or like, um, a, a plum, plumb line? Yeah, plumb line. He's marking a fire line. He's marking a fire line. And people are going to smell when they walk through the city. They're going to smell the flames. They're going to smell the wire fire. So, yeah, Lord, I just released the revivalists into the fullness. The more, the more, the more, the more. Get ready, get ready, get ready. What was a barren season is getting birth right now. I can feel it. What was a barren season is giving birth right now. Where the bones, where the valley of dry bones has been, the Lord says, rise up, rise up. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus probably should play that every week <laughs> you guys hear that okay I, got, I turned it down earlier because the angel music was a little loud but I forgot that was Jeff McCracken's daughter um, Jeff McCracken came last year with a team of his students that he's raising up and his daughter was a part of that team and we, we grabbed hold of that word because when you hear John G. Lake mentioned twice within about 30 days you pay attention. One time you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty big to speak a John G. Lake anointing or mantle over a church. But when you hear it a second time, your, your spirit begins to perk up and you're like, okay, God is, 
God is giving us an invitation, but it, it's up to us to run into it, to grab hold of it. One thing we do, we forget what is behind and we run, we press forward into all that he's called us in. He wants it for us more than we want it. So I felt like with just going over those, you know, the calling us, giving us the invitation to reset, to take hold of acceleration and increase, and specifically in this area of healing and breakthrough. And it, the John G. Lake mantle wasn't just for physical healing. It was for blessing businesses. It was for prosperity, the breakthrough of kingdom coming in all types of facets. Um, but oftentimes, you know, we, we go for the, the broken body that needs healing and we, we press and press and we wait and hope to see something happen. And we don't always see what we're, what we're really asking for. But I believe that there is a greater measure God wants to release. And I, I believe that it's for us to run into, to run after. So tonight, when we finish this off now with communion, we'll just open this up. You can grab your communion elements, um, and then we'll just take it together. And I just want to invite you tonight, if you need healing in your body, don't take the communion alone, but, but just stay up here with it. Also, if you want to grab hold of that, that gift, that call from God on all of us, not just us as a church, although that word was for us, but the word that Jesus said, that greater works will you do because I'm going to the Father. I just feel like as we take communion tonight, when we take the, the body and the blood of Jesus and we honor his sacrifice, we're remembering what he did. And he paid a price for us to have access to healing. He paid a price for you and I to walk as priests throughout the land and minister healing to people. That's each one of you. That's the youngest to the oldest. All of us. None of us are excluded. We all have the grace as believers to release the kingdom of heaven through our hands to people that need healing. So let's, let's go ahead and uh, get ready to take communion. I think the angels are going to come back in the room here any second. There they are. Ah, they're really quiet tonight. It's okay. So if you guys want, go ahead and come grab your communion elements. I'm going to turn the angels up a little louder. The angels bring mood music. So I'll just repeat again. You can take it on your own by yourself if you want, or if you want prayer for healing, take it up front here. Uh, let us pray for you and then take it, and we'll declare the healing power of God released to you. Or if you want to stay up and you want to receive just an agreement that you carry the healing, of, the healing power of Jesus in your hands, the kingdom of heaven is in your hands. It's at hand. And we'll agree with that too. And we'll take communion at that point.
didn't tell you there's wine in the open cups and grape juice in the other ones. You can have a nice crunchy cracker to go with it. <laughs> or you can eat the styrofoam wafer. It's fine. I'm going to say it's a two for one tonight. Whether you're here for personal healing or you want to be able to release healing, then we're, going to, we're just going to take it both. Take both. Yeah. Not only are, are we meant to receive the healing because Jesus said, you know, healing, oh, actually it was the woman uh, who came to him for healing. She said that um, even the dog, oh yeah, he said healing is the children's bread. And she did. I don't remember, but anyway. She said, even, the, even the, the dogs get the crumbs that fall off the table. It was Jesus. He said, healing is the children's bread. You're a child of God. That means healing is your bread. And not only is it for you and your body, but it's for you to give away. Tammy, you want your So... up front here just come a little closer I was thinking of the big red commercial actually stay a little longer stand a little closer <laughs> okay Jesus Jesus we thank you God we thank you for the power of your cross we thank you for the power of of your blood that was poured out on Calvary for us. Your, your blood released the power of heaven to break the power of sin from our lives, to cancel it. Your cross and your death and your blood brought freedom to us. You have set us free. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that the blood of Jesus is sufficient. It has removed all of our sin. You have blotted out our transgressions. The blood of Jesus has come to cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death. So tonight, Lord, we thank you for the freedom that comes from the power of your blood. And we just say tonight, your name is the name above all names, the name of Jesus as we hold the cracker, as we hold this piece of bread, we remember, Jesus, what you went through on the cross, how you allowed those nails to go into your hands and your feet, how you, you were willingly laying down your life for us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you died to set us free, to save us. You have transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. Maybe just take a, take a minute, take a moment, just, just talk to the Lord, just tell him, tell him what the cross means to you. for healing my mind, my spirit. Thank you for going after all the broken places and bringing life, bringing health and hope. 
We'll never forget the price you paid, Lord. We'll never forget. So whether it's healing in your physical body or the second part of the package, that you would not only receive that healing for yourself, but you would receive a deposit, a powerful deposit of Holy Spirit to release healing through your own hands, through your ministry, your life. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, go ahead and just eat the, eat the bread. So with the cup in one hand, I was trying to figure out how to do this the best way. Maybe just put your other hand out. We're just, Tammy and I are just going to bless each one of you. So we just bless in Jesus' name. We just release life. We say healing is the children's bread. Thank you for the bread of Jesus. Thank you for the bread of life. And we just release that healing, healing grace in Jesus' name. We just say the fire of God is in your hands. The kingdom of heaven is within you, and it is at hand. And we just call it forth. We uncork it. We bust open the, the, the veil, the, not the veil, the vial. We bust open the, yeah, whatever it is that holds back that anointing, that healing. And we just say, let it flow. Let, let it flow. Let healing flow in Jesus' name. to heal and continue to just release life in the barber's body in Jesus name thank you Lord we just say fire fire of God use these hands to bring life and to bring restoration in the name of Jesus thank you Lord and for the Costco sample lady Lord we just say more more God, more encounters, more boldness, more of your power falling on her customers as she boldly steps out to, to pray and declare healing in Jesus' name. And let that same healing power flow through Judy's body, flow through your daughter's body. Fill every, every fiber, every cell of her body. Release peace. Every 
remnant, every little fragment of anything, of not your kingdom, of sickness or, or disease or whatever. I don't even like to say the word disease, but whatever is, is possibly left over, we just say the blood of Jesus has covered you. The blood of Jesus set you free. By his stripes, you are healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mama Charla, this carrier of grace, carrier of the kindness of heaven, revealer of the heart of the Father, we just bless your hands and we say in Jesus' name, let the Father be revealed in your hands, through your hands, through your heart, through your words. We just say the power of God come forth and be released to minister healing in Jesus' name. And we just declare over your body now complete kingdom alignment. Complete kingdom alignment. We just say here on this earth, in this earthen vessel, as it is in heaven. On earth, as it is in heaven, kingdom come. Kingdom of God come and rule and reign over every fiber of her being. We just say release life now. Release life in Jesus' name. Life in Jesus' name. haven't taken your cup yet, we just present it before the Lord. If you want to hold it up, you can. I love to hold it up high. And I say, Jesus, I just present this cup that represents the blood of the new covenant. And I declare it over my life, over my family, over this ministry, over, over our workplaces, over everything we do, that you have set us on a trajectory, <laughs> not a trajectory, but a trajectory of kingdom advancement, of dominion, of the dominion of King Jesus expanding and increasing because you paid for it with your precious blood. In Jesus' name. It's good stuff. Not really. Prefer a good Cabernet. But. All right. Amen.